Father, we need you. Oh, we ask you to forgive us for anything we have said or done that was not pleasing in your sight. And, Father God, we ask you to cleanse us from all iniquity, Father God. You know what's going on out there, Father God. I ask you to make it plain to us. Open up our understanding so we understand what you're saying to us. In every path, and every walk, and every step in our lives, Father God. In every thought, hallelujah, help us, Father God to do those things which are needful. Give us a word today and help us in our next steps in our lives, Father God. Yes, you Remember everybody that's on the line, those that are not on the line, those that desire to be on the line, Father God. Hallelujah, your line, Father God, your prayer line, Father God. Help us each and every day, Father God. We need you like never before. Give us a word. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for loving us, God, for your truth, God, for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the air that you've given to us to breathe on this day, God. This is the second Sunday of the year that you've allowed us to see, and if it hasn't been for you and your goodness and your grace and your mercy, Lord God, we wouldn't be here. So... Father, as we humble ourselves before you, Lord God. So we just pray that your will be done. Yes, God, you said your yoke is easy, your burden is a light. And so we bring our cares and our burdens to you, Lord God. On this day, Lord God, we will not carry them, Lord God. We will continue to pray. You said men ought to always pray and not faint. So we will be praying, God, for that family and our families, Lord God, and all those out there who, the doctors have given up, but you, Lord God, are in control. So we just thank you, Lord God, and we praise your name. You're a wonderful, wonderful God. And in everything, you said to give thanks. So we do thank you, God. And we understand it's working together for our good in Jesus' name. Amen. Let it be. That is our thought for today. Let it be. And that's what Jesus said. Matthew 3 and starting with verse 13. And this is when Jesus is coming to John at the river of Jordan. And I, I start reading, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? So he answers the question. Jesus answered, said unto him, verse 15, Suffer it to be so now, it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. John did not want to baptize Jesus. He was just referencing Jesus. John understood that was there was something special about Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, suffer it to be so. Now, in other words, Jesus said, let it be so, because it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so our subtopic, Make sure you complete your mission and be careful not to abort the mission. But Jesus said, no, we must complete the mission because this was God's will and God's way. Look what happens in verse 16. Here's a beautiful, glorious testimony. And Jesus, when he was baptized by John, he went up straightway out of the water. Glory, the heavens are opening John saw the Spirit of God coming down from heaven like a dove, 
and it rests upon Jesus, and then there's a voice because God is pleased when we complete the mission, and a voice from heaven, verse 17, saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. We have to be careful not to abort the mission. Abort means to cancel, terminate, to stop, to end, to interrupt. It's a plan or activity that's ended prematurely before the time. He says, make sure we complete our mission. Now, last Sunday, he had us talk about running for our lives. And we talk about the things that, the weight that we carry that caused the race to be harder. But there are some that will give up and they don't complete the mission because the devil is on a mission to abort God's mission. John had to do, he was called to baptize the son. Even though he didn't feel worthy of it, he knew the son was greater. That was God's plan and God's mission. There are those who will unintentionally abort or try to cancel a mission because they can't see God's hand is in this plan. They can't see that it's God's plan. Genesis 2 and 15 and 16 says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Let's go to chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. God gives man a commandment and tells him exactly what to do and how to do it. And then the enemy comes in a slick, slithery way to try to abort the mission. Verse 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. But wait a minute. The Lord said, told the man, you would die if you eat of the tree. For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as God's, knowing good and evil. So the enemy lied to the woman. He convinced her that what God said was not true, and he aborted the mission. And if we're not careful, if we're not staying in touch with the Lord, if we don't have that discernment, if we don't have understanding, if we don't seek his wisdom, we don't cry out to him like you just said, cry out to the Lord, ask him what, is, what does it mean, what is he saying, what is he showing us in these dreams, tell us Lord, how to pray, who do we need to pray for, because we are all under attack. Yes. The enemy wants to abort the mission of God. Let's go right to the verse, verse 8, 4 and 8. It says, and Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass. When they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother, and what did he do? He killed him. Cain had a murdering spirit, and he killed his brother to abort the mission. The Bible talks about Cain. He brought forth an offering. It wasn't acceptable to the Lord. Abel brought an animal sacrifice but he brought the best, and God was pleased with Abel's sacrifice, but not with Cain. And in 1 John chapter 3, verse 10, it says, In this the children of God are manifested or made known or revealed, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth 
not righteousness, is not of God. Remember Jesus told John, it behooves us, it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. That also we don't understand that when we do complete the mission of God, it proves that you are a child of God. When you fulfill your purpose, when you do it exactly the way God tells you to do it, I'm going to start over reading again. Verse 10, in this the children of God are manifested in the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, love one, love one another. Now he brings up Cain. He goes all the way back to the beginning. He says, not as Cain. Cain was of the wicked one, and he killed his brother. And why, wherefore, why did he slew him? Look what the writer says. Because his own works were what? Not good. They were evil, and his brothers are righteous. John wrote that Cain was of the wicked one, the devil. The devil used Cain to try to abort the mission. But then if we go back to chapter 4 in Genesis and read verse 25 and 26, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, for God said she has appointed me another seed instead of Abel whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. And so the enemy's job is to try to abort the mission so that none of God's children will come forth, All of them will die and not complete the mission so that he can take over the world. When a a man is born, a man child is born, a boy, he comes into the world, he grows up, and he starts living a lifestyle as a woman, the enemy has tricked his mind to abort his mission. God's purpose, You came here as a female because that was God's mission for you to live, grow up, and be a female and live a life as a woman. Remember, abort means to cancel, terminate, stop, put an end to uh, the plan of God prematurely. Solomon wrote, there's nothing new under the sun. So we see all the way in the beginning, the enemy is trying to abort the mission and plan of God. Then we go to the next book, Exodus chapter 1. It says, and the children of the Israel were fruitful, key word, fruitful, and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there rose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and they come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python, and Ramesses. But the more they afflict them, the more multiplied and grew. Here is a king who is fearful. Now, the children of Israel, the Bible says they're fruitful. God is the one that made them fruitful. They were fruitful, and they increased and multiplied and waxed exceedingly, and they filled the land. But because they grew, here's the king feels threatened by them. 
The people were no harm to him, but he had an idea. An evil seed was planted in his mind by the devil who was an abortionist. The devil is the one that's a murderer. The devil is the one that doesn't want children to come forth. So the devil was planting the seed of a man or a woman to get rid of the seed, to abort, to terminate, to cancel. They can't see that actually these people are blessed and the hand of God is on them. The children that God blessed me, I didn't know that I was bringing forth firemen. I was bringing forth flight attendants. I was bringing yeah. forth beauticians. Yeah. I was bringing mm-hmm. forth gifted mechanics. I was bringing forth artists. I didn't know that. So when a woman conceives, the Bible says the fruit of the womb is his, is God's reward. He's rewarding her, and she is to carry that child and bring forth the child because there is a purpose and a mission that God has, and we are not to interfere and abort the plan of God. And a lot of women are having abortions because they don't know any better. And no one is teaching them to cherish the child. It, you only conceive because God allowed conception to take place. Amen. Let God be will be done. Let it be. If you are pregnant, pray that God bless your pregnancy to go full term. And then after the baby is born, then, and you can pray to the Lord and, and he will instruct you on what to do. There are so many other adoptions. There are families who are not able to have children. They are gladly adopted. The subtopic is make sure we complete our mission and be careful not to abort the mission or the plan of God. So Pharaoh felt, felt threatened by the children of God. So I'm going to read verse 15. Look what the king is speaking because the enemy has deceived him and he's got the spirit of an abortionist. That's what he has. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Shipra and the name of the other Pua. And he said, when you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then you shall what? Kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. These were babies that were full term. The mother had carried them for the nine months. Actually, she's birthing the baby. And the king told the midwife, as soon as this child is born, if you see it's a male, kill him. It's the spirit of the enemy. It's a murdering spirit to abort the child so that they don't grow up to complete the mission of God. And we know Herod looked for Jesus. Remember, Herod looked for Jesus. He was looking for Jesus when Jesus was born to try to abort the mission. Yes. And, And see, that's where I'm so glad you brought that up because the enemy tries to kill the male, the leader of the home, the man who is was made in the image of God, the man whose head, the Lord made him head over the woman. He's trying to kill and abort the mission of, yes, the men. And here, if he's not successful in killing the child as a baby boy, when the child grows up, the child gets confused and tries to live a lifestyle of a woman. He's still trying to abort the mission. So we have to pray against this murdering spirit, and we have to be careful that we don't interfere 
Remember, lack of understanding. When a person is selfish, they're not interested in finding out what God's plan is for their life. They only want to do what they want to do. It's still the trick of the enemy. See, we don't see Cain was selfish. God had a conversation with Cain and said, if you do well, you'll be accepted. And then after Cain killed his brother, instead of Cain repenting, he said, my punishment is more than I can bear. He had a selfish spirit. He only thought about himself. He wasn't even remorsed by killing his brother. The king did not regard the life of these male children. But hallelujah, let's go to verse 17. But the midwives, I'm in Exodus chapter 1, verse 17, feared God and did not obey the king of Egypt as he commanded them, but saved the men children alive. Hallelujah. Amen. And there are women that the enemy, that same spirit, they are pregnant, they have conceived. For various reasons, they do not want to have the child, and the enemy is tempting them and trying to get them to abort the pregnancy. But we do pray against that spirit in the name of Jesus and ask the Lord to let these children come forth because there are nations in these women's wombs and there are presidents in the womb, you know, and there are kings, and there are people that must come forth to fulfill the plan of God. There are preachers and teachers and prophets, and these, yeah. these prophets must come forth in the name of Jesus. The midwives feared God. They didn't obey the king, and God blessed them. We go to verse 20. Let's go down to 20. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives, and the people continued to multiply and wax very mightily. And so when the king understood that the midwives were allowing the, the babies to live, he comes with another plan. See, the enemy doesn't want to stop. He's going to keep going, keep on, until God put him in that lake of fire where he belongs, him and his servants. God is so good. Even when the enemy tries to abort the plan, God's plan, God has has a plan, that, and his purpose is going to be fulfilled, but we have to be careful and have discernment. We have to really be careful and seek the Lord and wait to get an answer and don't do things at the spur of the moment. So let, let's look at Exodus chapter 2. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi, and the woman conceived a bare son, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child. She hid him three months, and when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with vine and pitch and with pitch and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And the sister stood afar off to wit to know what would be done to him. Moses' mother, she conceived she's not afraid of the king's commandment. She brings forth this child and she hides him until she can't. He gets older, and she no longer can hide him. So he's about three months. So look at what happened here. Let's go to verse 5. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrew's children. I'm going to stop right here. 
Now, her father had a murdering spirit, but she didn't. Her father wanted to abort the Hebrew children, but she didn't. She had compassion. She didn't obey her father's law, and she raised him in the home and trained him in the ways of the Egyptians, and she named him and let him live. She had the right spirit. She loved him. And when children are coming forth and a woman is conceived, she is to cherish the child she's carrying. She is to pray, but if she doesn't know any better, sis, she only can do what she's taught. She only can do what she knows. And that's why we have to be careful and be, to me, more on purpose of getting the word out so that they can hear. If the Lord bless you to conceive, it is a blessing. If the Lord allow you to conceive, there's a greater purpose. There's a reason for that child to come forth. Just like Jesus told John, let it be. Let it be. Don't interfere. Let God's will be done. Let his will be done. Let this child come forth in the name of Jesus. Because we have children are rewards. They are gifts from God. We don't want to terminate something that needs to come forth. We don't want to cancel something that we should continue. The lack of understanding, the Lord says, we are doing things and we don't understand the enemy, if we're not careful, can use us. And we don't, I don't want him to use me to abort God's mission. So I'm really trying to be more diligent in prayer and seeking his face, but listening and, you know, not voicing my opinion, but finding out, getting God's mind. That's the point. Getting God's mind. So let's go to Matthew chapter uh, 26, Matthew 26 and 47. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We need to get the mind of Christ. Matthew 26 and 47, it says, And while he yet spake, this is Jesus speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hell, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus, what did he do? He stretched out his hand and drew his sword, and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Because Peter had lack of understanding, he was about to abort the mission. See, Jesus had to be arrested. He had to go to the cross. But if it was left up to Peter, he was ready to fight. And Peter, in his, in his ignorance, because he didn't understand, he was about to abort the mission. Then Jesus said unto Peter, put up again your sword. Put it in its place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. And then he told Peter, he's pretty much telling Peter, Peter, let it be. Don't you know God is in control? This couldn't happen unless God let it happen. Look what he tells in verse 53. Think as now, don't you know that I can now pray to my father and he shall right now immediately give me more than 12 legions of angels? He says, but how then shall the scriptures be what? Fulfilled. 
it and thus it must be. In other words, let it be. There are things that are going on in our life that we have no control of it and things that, that make us uncomfortable, things that are painful, things that bring sorrow. And if we could, we would change it. But the Lord said, let it be, because he has a plan and a purpose, and the thoughts and plans that he has for us is thoughts of good and not of evil to give us an expected end. And I'm so glad you brought that up, because, yes, had they known that they were crucifying the Lord of glory, they would not have done it. But it had to be. It had to be. This was God's plan. This was his mission. So we have to be careful not to interfere, but pray for discernment and stay on our knees and yes. stay before the Lord to have it, to get his mind so that we are, we are doing exactly what we are supposed to do, just like John did, so that the glory of God can be revealed. And then we'll have that same testimony. Behold, this is my beloved daughter, my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased because they completed the mission. They didn't interfere with the mission. They allowed it to happen. Whatever God said. Remember when the angel came to Mary? Mary yielded. When the angel got to give her instruction, behold, you're going to conceive, and that which is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. You know what Mary said? Be it unto me according to thy will. And that's the testimony. The Lord wants us to have that same we want to, we, he wants us to say, yes, Lord, even if we don't understand it. Yes, Lord. Be it unto me, Lord. Yes, Lord. If this is the way you say, yes, Lord, I surrender. I yield to you, Lord God. I don't understand it. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't make sense in my mind. But I say yes to your will. I say yes to you, Lord God. I say yes, Lord God. I surrender to you. This is also a part of the race. Another example, the Hebrew boys. They didn't try to get out of the fire. They said that we know that the Lord is well able to deliver us. That's what they told the king. But they said, but if he don't, it ain't because he can't. And we will not bow down to you. We will not terminate what God is saying must come forth. We will not cancel. We will not prematurely put an end to the mission and God's plan. But we will fulfill his mission Amen. in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God, help us, Jesus. Jude 1 and 20. But ye, beloved, the beloved children of God, we have been called, we've been separated, we've been sanctified, we have been given an assignment, we have a mission on earth to be a light, to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, to love spread his joy, to tell people about the goodness of Jesus, the Savior, to pray, to intercede. But you, beloved, you and me, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Look what he says, verse 20. Keeping yourselves how? In the love of God, not in worry, not in fret, not in resentment, not in bitterness keeping yourselves in the love of God and looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life. And look what he said. And a son having compassion. Pharaoh's daughter had compassion on Moses because she had a compassionate heart. Moses lived 
It made a difference, but Moses lived, and Moses delivered. He led millions of people from bondage into the prop. He brought them to the door of the promised land because of what one woman did. She didn't abort the mission. All of those children of Israel, and the Bible says even the mixed multitude, they came forth. But her father put the law out, but she didn't obey that law. Verse 22, and of some have compassion. Yes, she made a difference, like you said. And others saved. She saved him. She revered. I don't know if she knew the Lord, but she didn't obey Mm. her father's commandments. And others saved. We need to be praying for those women who who have conceived, but the enemy has talking to them about aborting these babies. And others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to what? Keep us keep from falling. Keep us from losing our minds. Keep us mm-hmm. from losing our houses. Keep us from running out yes, of cash. Keep us. Yes, and to Lord. present you faultless before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy. Listen to, to the only wise God. God is the only wise one. He knows why these things are happening. Let it be said. To yes. the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now, right now, today, and ever. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Help us, God. So, Father, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we repent, God, of speaking things, God, or and listening to the enemy when you're saying to go forward, and, Lord, we, we put a halt to it, or we uh, terminate it, or we cancel it, Lord God. It doesn't have to be a child. It could just be an assignment, Lord God, that we started, but we allow the enemy to talk to us, and then we stopped. And, Lord, I just pray, God, because I understand if it is of you, it will come to pass. And, Lord, if we've done these things, Lord God, I pray that you bring them back up. Bring, them, bring, the, bring us back to the place of where we are birthing these ideas, Lord God, so we can go to the delivery table, Lord God, and, and your word and your will can come forth in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, God, because you said the people perish for lack of knowledge. I pray for your for the mind of Christ. I pray that you give us wisdom. I pray that you give us understanding, God, so we can know what your will is. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that as your word says, to seek you first, to seek your kingdom, Lord God. I pray that we would acknowledge you in all of our ways so that you can direct our path and we're not directing ourselves and we're not leaning to our own understanding, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. But that we are acknowledging you and that we are allowing your will to be done and that we are letting it be, Lord God, so that we can fulfill the righteousness, Lord God, that we are completing our mission, Lord God, and that we are not interfering with your plan, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. But we just pray these things and we just thank you and our trust, Lord God, is in you and not man, is certainly not ourselves. We just thank you for, yes, God, revealing your will, Lord God, and Jesus. 
The word of God is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. In order to achieve freedom and have good success, we must meditate on the word of God, which is the word of truth, and also obey the word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, it tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to his ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you and may God continue to bless and increase your faith in Jesus' name. Thank you.